from the streets of Cincinnati, welcome to the jungle! I thought he was dropping everything. <laughs> to the show this is sports with strawberry ice i'm your host the ice man jeff trunnipole and as always i bring you sports from a west side point of view right here in the great city of cincinnati ohio home the undefeated Bengals, the undefeated bearcats and hopefully the playoff bound cincinnati reds we'll find out that here in about two weeks now do me a favor if you found the show hit that like and subscribe button smash that thumbs up I'm up to 1,362 subscribers. That's awesome. I appreciate every single one of you guys. Now, if you're watching on Facebook, if you're watching on Twitter, do me a favor and you have not subscribed to the show, go to the YouTube channel, Sports with Strawberry Ice. Hit the subscription button. Hit the bell for the notification. 
I would greatly appreciate it. And every time I go live, you'll be notified. Also, exclusively in the YouTube channel, I'm doing the Super Chat. So if you'd like to support what I'm doing, you can give me a Super Chat and I'll pop it up as soon as I can. Now I'm coming to you live from the Ice Cave. And the Ice Cave is brought to you by T-Properties. T-Properties, quality housing for quality people. Check out their website at www.tpropertiesllc.com for all your rental property management needs and your rental needs. All right, guys. Okay, we made it through week one. The Bengals won. They're still not getting any respect. <laughs> they are they moved up in SI's power rankings by one spot. Woo. That's okay. We, we got to earn our respect. It's all right. We'll get it. Bearcats have a huge game coming up this Saturday versus Indiana. Number eight team in the country is going to IU to take on the Hoosiers. I hope we fill that stadium up with red and black. And that would be awesome. Fun week. Got the Reds taking on the Pirates tonight. So I figured I'd invite somebody new on the show. And he's from Back Row, Cincinnati. They do the Jungle Journal and the Back Row podcast. None other than Josh Miller. Josh, what's going on, brother? Going on, what's going on, Jeff? How you doing, man? I'm so excited. I'm talking over you. I got no idea when to talk. My God, the Bengals are one and zero. The Bearcats are two and zero. Number eight in the country. Number one in the state of Ohio. I'm all over the place, man. I'm so excited. Yeah, all right. They are the highest ranked college football team in the state of Ohio. I'd just like to say that. Just, just to throw that out there. But uh, I know you guys are. You actually were at the uh, the Bearcat football game, weren't you? I, I thought I saw you guys tweet out something about uh, you guys should come to the tailgate. Were you guys there? Yeah, absolutely. We have uh, we have our own tailgate set up. It's like a big tradition in my family ever since my brother went to UC. Now I just graduated from UC. So we're finally like in uh, tailgating. We weren't able to do it last year. So we try to invite everybody. We try to get everybody there. And the greatest one of the greatest things that now that the Stripe Squad is doing is that they're having Stripe Squad members go out there. So it's a marriage between the Bearcats and the Bengals. So anytime that you're out there, Jeff, Come on, man. We make a ton of food. The beer's going. We got beer pong. We got flip cup. We got everything you want in a tailgate. Sounds fun to me, man. I I, I actually ended up going to the uh, Bearcat game Saturday. I didn't think I was going to get tickets. I tried. Um, but then uh, the Republic of Cincinnati tweeted out uh, free tickets, and I jumped on it. So I, I showed up, but I didn't get there till like, the second quarter because they tweeted out, like, you know, um, right at kickoff. <laughs> but I yeah. was there. I'm dying. I would love to go to the game in Indiana, but that just is not in the cards. But I'll be down here in the ice cave cheering my butt off for him. And we got to talk about it. I mean, I don't think it's going to happen. But the rumors are, you know, USC fired their coach. And the first name that pops up is Luke Fickle. And I got to be honest. I think there's no chance in hell a guy from Ohio who's lived in Ohio almost his whole life. <laughs> he's played for Ohio State, coached at Ohio State. Now he's Coaches at Cincinnati is going to go all the way out to California for the Pac-12, especially since the University of Cincinnati is going to be in the Big 12 here in about two years, hopefully. What's your 100%. thoughts on that? 100%. I have zero concern. There's two jobs right now in the college football world that I would honestly be legitimately concerned. That would be Notre Dame and Ohio State. That's it. This USC job, I think Luke Fickle crushed the, all of the uh, – any sort of rumors that were going around with this press conference today where he basically said, I'm not even taking any calls. And honestly, if you look at it, it's not, it's not a step up. It's not even a lateral move. Ooh, in my mic. Uh, <laughs> you know, honestly, if you go to USC, not only you're getting 
a lot of, you know, you're going to have to rebuild it. You're in that rebuild might take a lot longer than, you know, UC did. And oh. Luke Fickle's got this place. I mean, we're at number eight in the country. We're going to the Big 12. This is his program. We will give him, UC will give him all of the money. He's, he's under no scrutiny. He can basically run that university. So I don't understand why he would go. Well, so and that, I'm with that's, you. The, that's the thing, too. That's about what's so huge about the Bearcats going to the Big 12. I know a lot of people, well, I'll say a lot of people, but some people are like, oh, I'd, I'd hold out and go to the, the ACC. I'm like, well, it's not an offer right now. The thing is, though, as much money as the Bearcats were putting into their programs, you know, the basketball program, they, they redid the, the arena, they they fixed up the, the Nipper Stadium, they added stuff to the weight room and, and also got us up to, you know, an upper level where we could compete with almost any Power 5 team as far as our, our – uh, facilities go well you don't have that that kind of money coming in from the aac i think it's like seven million or something like that i mean i think they're going to get like 10 to 15 from the big 12 that's a huge difference and it's eventually the bearcats would have not been able to keep that up if you don't get to make this move yeah absolutely 100 percent agree with you i mean yeah not only are you going from that six million to seven from six million to pretty much 10 to 15 million you're going to get a lot of those tv deals sponsorship deals now and then also on top of that you're going to get a lot of better bowl bids so even with the uc you know eventually maybe stumbles a little bit you know in the years to come and they don't win a big 12 championship even though we expect that on our first year we expect to dominate uh but you know and but our bowl tie-ins are going to be a lot better we're not going to be going to the freaking Birmingham Bowl where we're yeah, Boston College trying to get out of it right <laughs> yeah Boston College is trying to get out of it and like it's so anybody saying that this is a lateral move I I just don't understand that how that makes any sense we're going from playing Tulsa to Baylor we're going from right playing Tulane to playing Oklahoma State like it's just so much different yeah, I mean, you're, they're probably. I'm not trying to talk bad, but I mean, the worst team probably in the Big Twelve in football is Kansas. Yeah, <laughs> I right. mean that's you know, I mean, which they haven't been very good, but that's you know, that's not that's that's not the worst. I mean, that's higher than the worst team in the in the American. And that's not even we haven't begun to talk about the basketball. I mean, the basketball yeah. is going to oh be my legit. Now that's what yeah. we're like football. I agree with you. I think we should go in there and we should have a smooth transition and compete. Hopefully dominate. I, I I don't know about that. We'll see. But I think we'll definitely be able to compete in the Big 12 as far as football goes. Basketball, with Wes Miller being his first year, he's going to have to step up his recruiting big time to go from the American to to arguably the best basketball conference around in the Big 12. Absolutely. And, and I think that was one of the uh, you know big key factors into going into hiring uh, Wes Miller is because they, they really do like him as a recruiter. Uh, they like him as a player's coach. I mean, that is one thing that John Brandon really, really suffered at. And that's one thing that, honestly, if you go back to Mick Cronin, I honestly think that he didn't do a great job of is recruiting. And I think Wes Miller is going to get these guys now. I mean, obviously, now you have the Big 12 logo on your jersey. You're going to get a lot of more of these guys. I mean, here's an example. Jackson Hayes, who's in the NBA right now, you know, he played right down the street and Mick Cronin didn't even talk to him. And so I think I think Wes Miller is going to be up for that challenge, and I think he is going to be ready to go, and he's going to be ready for uh, the to step into that Big Twelve role and get the recruiting going. But I 100% agree with you; he's going to have to step it up. Yeah, exactly. When you had this logo above your school, that makes yeah. a big difference. I mean, it does. It it just because let's just look at it this way for go back to football game. You go from you know if we go undefeated, and if a 
you know, some schools and power five conferences lose one or two games, we might have a shot of getting into the college football playoffs Two, We got a shot every year to be in the college football yeah. playoffs being in the big 12. And let's be honest, Oklahoma's leaving and Oklahoma has been the one that's been the consistent one that's in the college playoffs for the big 12. Bearcats can hopefully just slide right on in there and take that spot and be the, the be the hope. Like you said, like you said, the, the big dog, as far as the football yeah. program goes, because if you look at it right now, if Texas and Oklahoma were to leave, you know, if we started this year, the way the rankings are right now, Cincinnati would be the highest ranking team in the big 12. If Oklahoma is gone, you know, Oklahoma and, and, and Texas are in the sec and we have the big 12, how we think it's going to be here in hopefully two years, they would be the highest ranked team. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and honestly, hell, leave Texas in there. They just got their ass whooped by Arkansas, <laughs> and 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 that that's the conference they're going to. And it's for Texas, honestly, the way I was looking at it is just that they're getting Texas for the money. That's what they're doing, and you know, hopefully they can they can rebuild that Texas program because you know the Texas Longhorn fans are diehard. Even though personally inside, I don't want to see it rebuilt. I, I honestly am not a fan of Texas anything. Um, but yeah, I hundred percent agree with you. I mean, it goes back to, I mean, UC could realistically go in there and smooth, like you said, smooth transition. We can go in and start competing right away for a big 12 championship and go from maybe seeing a team slip up after multiple years of us going undefeated or one loss to now we have a chance every single year. So I, it's it right. It's a hundred percent. I'm, I'm all with you. I got to put this up doggy here. Who's a Georgia fan. He says, since UC is going to be in a power five team, that means they, they can't lose. We can't lose now. So, I mean, it's right. not, it's, it's not a, honestly, doggy, it's not a difference. I mean, we can't lose again. Yeah. If we look, if we go and we lose to either Notre Dame or Indiana, it's over. If we win at Notre Dame and Indiana and we lose to one of the, these other teams, it's over. <laughs> like, over. It, yeah. yeah. So that's where, and that's where I was talking to a guy at the Bearcat football game. And <laughs> this is when Notre Dame was losing. And I'm like, no, we want them to win. He goes, it doesn't matter, bro. It ain't going to matter. I'm like, dude, yes, it does. I said, not only for the chance to get into the college playoffs, but just for getting into a better bowl game. You know, it matters. So, yes, we want Notre Dame undefeated. Yes, we want Indiana undefeated. And, yes, we want to go in there and beat them. And, yes, we have to be undefeated. If we lose a game this year, we will not get in. I, I guarantee you that if we lose a game. I'm still skeptical if we go undefeated that we'll get, get in. I know – Kirk Herbstreit has come out and said that he thinks that they, the championship committee will take an undefeated uh, Cincinnati over a two-loss SEC team. I don't know, or two-loss Big 12 or two-loss Big 10. I, I don't I don't know. I'm not that confident about it, to be honest. But, I mean, I know you shouldn't compare what happened last year happened last year. But if you mm. go two years undefeated and one of those years – oh, you know, we lost to Georgia, I know. Two years in the regular season undefeated. Yeah. And you go to Indiana and Notre Dame and win, you should be in. I think. That's it. I mean, that's it. I mean, you look. I mean, take a look at Clemson's schedule. I mean, hell, you want to you want to compare schedules, except for Clemson playing Georgia. Except for that, look at the rest of their schedule. Their schedule is awful. It is terrible. You talk about, about Georgia or Clemson? You talk about Georgia. Or Clemson? I'm talking about Clemson. I'm talking okay. about Clemson. Ex- aside from them playing Georgia, aside right. from that one game. Clemson's schedule is terrible. They're going to win the rest of their games just because they're, there's nobody talented enough to beat them or even come close. And then that's what I think about with the Big 12. And everybody's like, oh, like they're still on the outside looking in and they're still not the best conference. Look at the Pac-12. Look at the ACC 
minus Clemson. Those conferences are terrible. They're awful. Well, oh, ACC, me, really, really, other than Clemson, they don't have anybody. I mean, Florida State's down. Um, I Miami, Miami's, Miami's down. Yeah, Miami's down. I mean, they, yeah, they really don't have, I mean, another team. So that, that's what kind of irritates me when when everybody's like, well, who do you, your, your conference is terrible. I'm like, well, look at the ACC. They're not that good. Now, this is what I, I, I think this whole big thing of all these football teams going to the SEC is going to backfire on them, to be honest. I know they're all going to make a lot more money than everybody else, and that's the biggest reason they're doing it. But they're not going to let four teams in the SEC in, in the uh, college football playoffs because what would be the point of that? Because you're, you're, you'd be cutting out the other you know three conferences. They're not going to let that happen. I mean, they already formed an alliance between, I think, the Pac-12, Big 12, and I think the Big 10. I think some kind of alliance were, you know. Good. Yeah, it's the it's the Pac-12, the ACC, and the Big Ten, and 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 then so it's basically the way I'm looking at it. It's all right. None of us can beat the big. None of us can beat the SEC. So we're gonna all come together, and we're still not gonna beat the SEC. I don't understand. I don't understand what this whole thing is gonna lead to. But I'm with you. I think a lot of it is gonna have to do with sticking it to. Uh, the NCAA and yeah. and maybe trying to get out of that mold or maybe moving to an 18 playoff and just I think with SEC it's it's manifest destiny they're just going to try to take everybody. Right, so. Doggy says here, uh, you think they will take an undefeated UC versus a one loss Clemson? Uh, I I don't. It depends on the rest of the other teams. I mean, if the rest of them mm. are undefeated. I, doggy, I could see them taking Clemson over UC. I really could because I just, yeah. I mean, I'm just basing it on what happened last year of how we didn't lose a damn game <laughs> and we dropped. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I know everybody's like, it's your schedule, it's your schedule. I was like, okay, but our schedule didn't change. Our schedule was yeah. the schedule. So if we were good when we were number eight, how did we drop to 10 or whatever we were? You know, that, that was my thing. Right. We didn't lose a game. So that that's right. the thing where, yeah, I could, I could totally see them not letting us in. And I, I would not put it past them. Right. I, I, I'm a horse with you with that. That one is one I definitely go back and forth on is the one loss Clemson versus UC. Now Clemson got their one loss. Yes. Florida state does suck. Uh, yeah. Clemson do, did get their one loss against Georgia, who I think is going to make the playoff regardless if they take a loss to Alabama in the sec championship game. Uh, but again, I, I think personally, as the committee's got to look at it, they got to look if they want to go for complete fairness. They and they want to go schedule by schedule, and you got to look at who is actually playing the tougher teams. UC is still playing the tougher schedule, uh, but before Clemson is, without a doubt, they're gonna Clemson's gonna play a Florida State team that just lost to Jacksonville State, terrible. Yep. They're gonna play a Louisville team that is abysmal abysmal and the rest of the acc i mean i i can, could you give me another acc team that is legitimately like actually legitimately good not really no i mean not I, off I, my I, head no yeah so but i mean i i just i i i don't think it'd be fair but i, I can totally see the committee doing it i could i could totally see them leave us out now yeah. i get the comment here tommy said about uc competing in the big 12 he said tcu competed for a Big 12 championship in their first year of the conference, UC could do the same. So, yeah, I, I honestly think we do have a shot of doing that. Arrow Absolutely. says he's talking about he's a Buckeye fan, and he's right. Buckeyes cannot lose another game, but not looking promising. Our D is rough. At least I have UC still. Yeah, that that Ohio State game and my normal co-host, yeah. which he, if he'd ever have to stop working so much, Jeremy D. 
uh, is a huge Ohio State fan, and he was going oh. ballistic, dude. And I kept telling him, like, yeah, just calm down. They, they'll, they'll, they'll come back, I think. And they, they got within, you know, a touchdown. And then, dude, they just went down the field on Ohio State through that defense, like Swiss cheese. Yeah. And I love Kerry Combs. I mean, but he's got to step his game up, man. That Ohio State D yeah. looked awful. <laughs> yeah. And, and, I, and I Oregon's think, yeah. legit, but it looked awful. Good. Yeah, no, hundred uh, percent. I think this is going to be Ohio State. This is going to be Ryan Day's down year. This is it. He's got a nineteen-year-old at starting quarterback. That's already tough enough. I mean, Minnesota, their their star player, their running back, got injured early in the game. And I mean, if I believe if he's still in the game, the game goes all the way down to the final minute. But as in Minnesota versus Ohio State, and then you saw the defense get shredded by Oregon, who honestly, personally. I don't think it's going to be that good. I think they're going to be a two-loss team by the end of the year. Um, I, I think I think Ohio State. They're still so much better at. They have still have so much better athletes than everybody else in the Big Ten. That's just Ohio State versus the Big Ten. Oh yeah, that um, Ohio State is is yeah. the best team in the Big Ten. I mean, it's it's Big been 10, like that. Bar none. Not even yeah, bar none. I mean, I give Ohio Not State. I mean, I, I, Ohio. They're an Ohio team, so I do. Root, and people give me crap for it all the time. You're a UC fan. You root for Ohio State. I do. I root for Ohio State. I mean, I wasn't. I am going to get crap it. for that. That, yeah. that one I am. <laughs> I was, I'm not against it. You're from Ohio. I'm going to root, root for your team. Now, if you play my Bearcats, I'm definitely rooting my ass off against you. But, I mean, yes, I, right. I, yeah, I, I, the Ohio State is definitely the, the king of the Big Ten right now. I mean, the only one that's kind of close to them, I think, is is Penn State, Wisconsin, maybe a little bit. But yes. athlete-wise, no. Uh, no, absolutely not. I think that a lot of that has to do with Ryan Day's style of recruiting and his style of play. And I can I mean I can respect it because it wins it wins games. It is what it is. I think personally, Ohio State's just gonna try to out athlete everybody. They're gonna throw it to the receivers in space and they're just gonna let them go and they're gonna let them make a play. That's why they have that running quarterback style of offense. They're gonna let that running quarterback just take off. Now, Justin Fields, I do think is a little bit of an exception. And then they usually play stout defense. However, now this year though, I, I, I CJ Stroud. I think he's a nineteen-year-old quarterback. I don't I mean, think he's he's ready to go. I don't. I, mean, I, don't, honest, think, I don't think he looked that terrible. He looked great, but I mean, they were. If they had any kind of defense, they were they were in the game. I mean, they're only down yeah. like tw- twice. They're only down by a touchdown, but the, the mm-hmm. defense was just awful. I mean, Oregon yeah, was going I, through him like you know a, a hot knife through butter. I mean, what even it wasn't funny. Yeah. Right, no, one hundred percent. Yeah, the, the the definitely the Achilles heel of that defense is going to be that linebacking core and that secondary. Their D line is still one of the top in the country, without a doubt. But I mean, that's just going to kill them. And I I do think this is the year that it, the committee is going to have to make a decision on Ohio State because I think they might leave them out, especially if, if they take one more loss. They're definitely out. I don't see um, how they. I don't unless see how they, Yeah, I'll say if they get another yeah, loss, I don't see how they could. I don't if they take in our loss, I don't see how they how they can put them yeah. in. They're not gonna play anybody else. Right, right. 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 So all right. So the chat here is blown up about Jesse Bates, which I do want to bring this up. And this is actually Ooh. what I um uh, well not that's not it. Um I want to bring up Jesse Bates. Um what I want to say is we need to try to and I, I always try to be a positive spin on it. And I, I think the Bengals are making a mistake by not signing him. Oh, sure. I think all it's yeah, going to do, yeah. all it's going to do, is cost them more money. Uh, and again, I, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll give Anthony Kazenz all the credit and the word for this because he's the one that brought it up, and he's right that the Bengals historically don't pay guards and they don't pay safeties. That's just the way they've always operated. This is one of the last, I think, walls 
that they need to break down to get you know this done. Now, Jesse mm-hmm. Mates, if you tag him next year, he's going to be top five. They're most yeah. likely asking for this pretty much the same thing that Joel uh, Anderson got from uh, Seattle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's where you're at. I mean, that, that's the market. I mean, uh, you know, he is, if not the best safety in the league, he's at least, I know they don't rank him there, and that's what's going against him, the, the PFF, and he didn't make a Pro Bowl, and that's what's going against him. If he had done all that, I think the Bengals would have signed him. They would have had no leg to stand on. But the way yeah. he's played, I mean, he was responsible for ripping the ball out Sunday to, to make it a play yeah. to, to, sa- to save the game. He's just going to make more money as long as he stays healthy. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you on that. I definitely agree with that. But here's my one thing about uh, the Jesse Bates situation. I Yeah, the Bengals do not historically sign the, uh, the safeties, and they don't historically sign guards the long term. But the one thing they do, though, is they sign their star players long term. They did that really good with uh, Carlos Dunlap, did it with Geno Atkins, did it with Andy Dalton, A.J. Green. You know, the list does kind of keep going on and on a little bit for that. I think personally, I don't think this Jesse Bates contract negotiation is entirely the Bengals' fault. I do think that there is rift from uh, Jesse Bates' agent. I, I, I because at the end of the day, it's a two-way street. Not only do the Bengals have to give him an offer, they had to they have to agree on the offer. And you know, there could be a lot like kind of like what's going on, what happened with T.J. Watt in Pittsburgh. And I do agree with you. I think I think that you know, the longer that this keeps going and Jesse keeps you know, playing the way he is, the more money he's going to get. But my problem is, is that what if he gets injured this year and like, you know, it could be, you know, within the next three or four games, his stock's going to go way, way down. Well, you say that, and I know it's a totally different position, but Dak Prescott got injured and he, he still got paid. So it yeah. depends, I think that depends yeah. on the in- yeah. injury and stuff like that. But uh, like, you know, knock on wood, I don't, <laughs> we don't want him to get injured right. at all. Now, I'm, I'm I got to pick my wood, right? Right, now. exactly. I got to bring this up because Blackthorn has brought this up before. And he saw an article suggesting the Ravens are paying close attention to JB3's contract. Do you really want him to play there? No, I don't want Absolutely him to play not. there. And the thing no, is, no. And the thing is, I, I, he's not going anywhere, at least this year and next year. They, they, worst case scenario, they could tag him for two years. So yeah. he's, he's a Bengal for at least the next three years. That's the worst case scenario. I, I, I said this you know, in training camp. I thought they would sign him before the season. I'm shocked that they haven't. Um, I, what I would like to do, and not not the next home game, because uh, next home game is the Ring of Honor, and we're going to be uh, celebrating Ken Riley and Ken Anderson. But we need to do like a a, a Jesse Bates love fest. And it's, this is not – I don't want it to be a Bengals – we're against the Bengals office or anything. They're being cheap. I don't want mm. that. It's just a the fans showing support for Jesse Bates. I want everybody to wear yeah. uh, the 30 numbers to him and, you know, get the hashtag out. We love JB3. Try to get that out there to, to – to show the Bengals that, because they are listening to us. I mean, look what they've done. They've done so far with the Ring of Honor and everything else. They've been doing. They are listening to their fan base, but you can't be calling them cheap. You can't. You know, you got to be nice about it. Just do the JB3 well, love JB3 hashtag yeah. and get that out there as much as we can to try to say we really want you to sign him. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. And trust me, we we don't want to see we don't want to see Jesse Bates go anywhere anytime nope. soon. We I I that. I personally, I think this deal is going to get done. I, I think that I, I, I really, I really do. I, I have full faith in the Bengals to get it done. Uh, they, they've shown that they have changed. They're, they're spending money in the off season on defense. They did it last year. They did it this year. 
uh, and I really, I think they're going to get the Jesse Bates deal done. It's, but it is taking a while and it's, it's, you know, it's build anxiety more than I already need. You know, <laughs> I mean, fans. it would be nice if they would get it done and get it. Cause that's cause out of every great thing that came out of the game Sunday, you know, the comeback win, the Bengals making the the winning plays, Evan McPherson kicking the game-winning field goal, all that. And then Tuesday, we're talking about Jesse Bates. To me, yeah, right. go sign just to get that over. So we don't talk about it anymore, you know? And, and when yeah. nobody's – Jesse Bates is happy. The fans are happy. Just pay the man, you know? And you just don't – there's so many good things that are on such a good roll. I wish they'd just, you know, get it done, get them paid. And the thing you talk about T.J. Watt, uh, T.J. Watt, what he did yeah. is he went around his his agent. He just went in the office and said, I'll take it. That's <laughs> what he did. Right, right, yeah. yeah. And, I mean, and the thing was, T.J. Watt's like, I'll take and he overruled. Yeah, he's still going to be the highest paid D.N. in the NFL right. at $112 million and for four years. So. Right. I, I think I think it's gonna get done. I I, I really do. That, there's my belief. It's gonna get done. I'm speaking it into existence. There you go. I, I like that. I try. I tried to do that. Do that all the time. Now let's uh, let's talk about the Bengals D line. I and me and Cap were just yes <laughs> ecstatic yesterday. So I didn't get to talk about in depth as much as I I wanted to talk about. And the guy I really was very impressed with was was B J Hill, the guy they traded oh, yeah. for for the Giants. And this is another move. That the Bengals don't make. They don't for years. The Bengals didn't make trades. They, they just didn't. Mm-hmm. Not only did they trade a first round pick in Billy Price, they traded him for a defensive player who came in and made an immediate impact. Immediately, I mean, immediately. He, yeah, I mean, he, he had a sack in his first game. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, and and not only that, the pressure the entire game was something we haven't seen in probably five or six years. My gosh, they were they were in Kirk Cousins' face the entire time. You can tell B.J. Hill, again, immediately making that impact. You can tell Sam Hubbard was looking really good. Trey Hendrickson was. I mean, this defensive line it, it is really, really good. And, and you know, like you said, like this is something that the Bengals don't usually do is a move that late with sending Billy Price over to BJ to uh, the Giants for B.J. Hill. And 100%, and Gary's right, it's a, it was a great trade. Great trade. It was a, it Absolutely. Was, it was a phenomenal trade. We got rid of somebody that we're – you know, he wasn't going to be here after this year. at best. Yeah. Right. He yeah. wasn't even going to be here anyway. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, they might've cut him. I mean, cause that, that's what they did to, to uh, Michael Jordan. So they, they might've cut him. Who knows? So, I mean, yeah, the right, other right. guy that made a, a huge uh, impact and, and I, I am so happy for him is Larry Ogunjobi. Dude was mm. a beast. I, it, it was so much fun watching just the pressure. And, and, and this is where I've, I've talked about on the show. We had that rotation, and I, and I always talk about the outside, which we don't have as much of a rotation as I'd hoped we would because of uh, Joseph size injury. But that rotation on the inside is awesome. We got we got studs yeah. in yeah. there, and, and and Josh Tupo didn't play last year. He oh showed up. Yeah, he was. I mean, just the pass rush is just so much better, and that is one thing that I really harped on over the off season uh, in my podcast and my tweets is that um, it's just our pass rush needs to be better if we want to go anywhere with this defense. That's where it's got to start, and you Absolutely. saw it. You saw it on Sunday. This this defensive line manhandled the Vikings' offensive line. The game was close. It wasn't really that close, personally. From we, the game we, that I saw, okay, honestly, I don't think it was honestly, that close. Honestly, we we dominated that game. If if Zach Taylor, if he calls a better play, or if Joe Mixon doesn't slip, and we convert that fourth down, 
this game's a freaking blowout, okay? Yeah. That's where yeah. uh, guys that work today were like, well, they almost gave that one away. I was like, yeah, <laughs> I hate that because I'm like, we dominated that game. Yes, that changed the momentum. And, yes, I think Zach, Zach even said he w- he should have did a, a, a different play. I still Jeez. want that guy. I want that coach to go for it. I, yes. we, I watched Marvin Lewis for 12 years, however long he was here, 13 years. Never go for it. I and yeah, did you be a Bearcat fan? Remember, I don't know how young you are, but you remember Brian Kelly? Oh my god, oh yeah, how young am I? How old, how young do you think I am? <laughs> I'm pretty damn old, so I don't know. But Brian, no, you're Kelly, not what 21, 22? Oh, me? Hell no, I'm 46. Yeah, you do. <laughs> oh, get out of here. Yeah, get out of here. Um, but Brian Kelly would always go for it, and I and he's the first coach that of a team that I rooted for would always go for it. And I freaking love that about him. And that's yep. what I like about, about Zach and Zach I, I, in, uh, uh, on the, uh, po- uh hear that podcast, uh, growling, um, not Daynard, um, Jay Morrison. And I wish I would have wrote the stat that he has stat of, of how many times that Zach has gone for it over his three year career. I think he's like fifth all of active uh, fifth all time of acting or fourth all time of acting coaches of going for it on fourth down. And that's awesome. And, and like I said, it's just like the thing with, with Luke Fickle last year. If he makes it, we beat Georgia. The game's over. You know, it's like, but everything, oh, you should have thrown it. I hate that. Don't come after the fact and say that. I know a lot of people are like, during the game, are like, oh, we yeah. should, we should have just punted it or kicked it or whatever. So talk, go back to Zach. But I'll take, I'll take yeah. the guy going forward and fourth down over the guy who won't. Yeah, a hundred percent. I'm with you. I honestly really wish that you were going to not agree with me so that we could have a little back and forth, <laughs> but I'm with you. Yeah. Maybe, maybe a different play call. I don't like that. He gave it to Joe Mixon seven yards in the backfield. I don't like that. Mm-hmm. I do like his, his mentality. We're going to go for it. We're going to let, you know, we're going to let him hang and, and we're going to go out there and we're going to try to do everything we can to win the game. And that's what won us the game on fourth and inches. We do a pass play that went for 20 to 30 yards with CJ Uzama. And he was the fourth read. Yes. And so Zach Taylor comes in and finally, again, after watching Marvin Lewis year after year, conservative after conservative, finally we get Zach Taylor to come through. And what does he do? He just goes, he just goes for it. Now, again, the play call don't like it. I'd rather just have uh, Joe Burrow sneak it. But, I mean, I'll go back to a quote that Luke Fickle said, chance favors the aggressor. And you know what? That's going to win you more games than it is not. And I'd rather go down swinging. I'd rather go down swinging than constantly be punting the ball away just for the freaking Steelers to come back at the very end because you didn't score enough points and you didn't take enough chances. So I'd rather go down swinging with our guys. I'm with you. I remember so many times we would we would win the coin flip and we'd defer. And Marvin Lewis would be so damn conservative where we wouldn't we had the ball going into the half. We wouldn't score. We we'd be close or it'd be fourth down or third down or short. Where he wouldn't he fourth down or something he wouldn't go for. He punted to the Steelers. They go down and they score, and then we get the yep. ball back again, and then we don't do anything, and he doesn't go for it, and they go score on us again. So they flipped the, the script on us and did exactly what we were trying to do yep. because he's not aggressive enough, and that's oh that yep. used to drive me nuts. Why don't we get to this uh, comment here from Orange Arrow? He, he says, uh, "I hate how the media." was like the Vikings are going to beat the Bengals. No doubt Zim has got the D fixed. Then after we win, they say, well, 
it was the Vikings that gave you know basically gave it to us, like which is bull crap. They we took yeah, that game. It no, is. We gave us crap. It is. Yeah, you you know what, and, and you know what, uh, Orange Arrow. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, my thing is that I want this media to just keep sleeping on us because you and I both know, and Orange Arrow both knows because I saw him at the game, and we were all at the game, and we. Oh, we we handled that game, and we talked about it. if we get that fourth and one, or a different play call, or whatever, or even it's maybe over. if we punt in that situation, the ball game is over. over. We were yep. the better team. Our offensive line had a very good game, besides the five sacks. I will say the five sacks yeah. were a little yeah. tough. But but the thing but, is, the sacks. If you look at them, a lot of them were the protection or not the blitz pickup. So it really wasn't yeah. on the offensive line. It was more on Mixon Uzama. Uh, and, and the guys who are trying to pick up the blitz. Go ahead, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, you're 100%. But uh, I'll say, but during the run game, we had 100, mixing out 115 yard, one touchdown game. That's going to get it done in this league. And that's going to get it done in the AFC North. So I, I, I want this media to just keep saying that. Yeah. Say that the Vikings screwed it up. Say it. Keep yeah. doing it. We're getting, we're getting three points at Chicago. That is weak, man. That is so weak. After they just got their ass booked by the Rams. Yeah, all right. I'll, I'll take those points. I'm taking the Bengals' money line. Take it. Exactly. Now, like, like I said, the the uh, Tommy here puts up uh, Hopkins. Mm. PFF was seven point five. Yeah. Which, yeah, the the interior line, the the Hopkins, he struggled. He did. He got. He whiffed a couple times. Yeah. Our guard play wasn't that great, but our our tackle play was elite. Those guys played awesome. Yeah. And and I've said this before. And I think I think you gotta give Trey Hopkins a break, man. He's coming back from major knee surgery, and he. I did not think – I thought Joe would be back. I did not think Trey would be back game one. I, I thought there was no chance in hell that was going to happen because he got injured in the second half of the, the last game against the Ratbirds last year. So you got to kind of give him a little, little bit of a break. But this is kind of what I'm yeah. thinking. I think that by the bye week, going into – yeah, coming out of the bye week, that we have – that Jackson Carmen or – Deontay Smith or both could be our starting guards. And the thing is, if those two young guys, young studs, get it, and as athletic as they are, if they get it, and Frank Pollock can, has coached them up enough where he can put them in there and they play to their potential, I think we go from a okay middle uh, defense to a very good, or not defense, very, okay to middle offense line, to a very good offense line with those two studs in there, as long as they're ready, because they had the athletic ability to do mm-hmm. what we wanted them to do. So our offense line could go from average to pretty good in, in about a week or yeah. you know, a couple weeks. We'll see what happens, though. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. And here's the thing that a lot of people are saying about Jackson Carmen is that people are saying he came out in out of shape. And he probably did because he was coming off of an injury. One thing I will say about him, I don't think it's because of his work ethic. From all of the training camps that I've seen and all of the training camp reports that I've seen have all said that Jackson Carmen's out there doing extra work, extra reps, mm-hmm. working with Frank Pollock. I don't think it's going to be his work ethic. I do think he is going to eventually get into that group because it looks like this just – and then we talked about it, just the culture of this the Bengals organization has completely flipped, and, and it does feel like that you know he's going to be a part of that culture and he's going to figure it out and he'll be the starting guard eventually and he's going to play like a sec- this second round pick that we took. Well, that's the thing is. is is they they drafted him to do that. The one yeah. that is surprising them is Deontay Smith and that's where I think there's a chance that both of them could be by the end of yeah. the year could be our starting guards. I, re- I really do think that and, and everybody's like, okay, well, what do we do next year with, with Riley Reef? I'm like, 
Sign him. <laughs> I mean, sign, look, up, look sign at, him. Look at Whitworth. He's still playing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. these, these guys, it's not the 1970s, not the 1980s. These guys take care of their body. And, and, and if they still got the, the heart and desire and drive to play and they still can play at a high level, sign him. He's not a left tackle. Yeah. He's a right tackle. Sign him. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Riley, Riley Reef has reiterated over and over again. It's he doesn't have to be the left tackle. He doesn't have to be the biggest, best part of this offensive line. As long as he's there and he's contributing, he, that's good enough for him. And you know what? Again, like you said, as an organization, you know, years ago when Andrew Whitworth left, we looked at him and we said he can't play anymore. Well, now that dude was just on a Super Bowl team a couple of years ago, and he's a definitely a surefire Hall of Famer, I think. Absolutely. So I think with I think with Riley Reef, I, I I hope that they don't make the same mistake. However, let's see how the season goes. He had a great game on Sunday. Let's see if he can keep that going. Yeah, exactly. Now, uh, yeah, got some stuff going on in the chat. Talk about Eli Apple, and I am a little uh, concerned mm -hmm. about about him and how yep. he uh, performed on Sunday. And uh, Trey Waynes is most likely, according to Zach Taylor, uh, press conference yesterday, is most likely out again. <laughs> so, for God, his, just a disappointing contract. Man. Oh, just, it's, oh yeah. my God, that one stings, man. Yeah, that one. And that's that's what happens sometimes. It's not, and people want to get on Trey. It's not his fault. I mean, your no. body breaks down. I mean, it's not even the same hamstring. <laughs> it's not the same one he hurt before. He, he rehad that one, got it better yeah. than. The week before the season starts, he pulls the other one. It's like, shezel. But Eli Apple, he's got to step up a little more because, I mean, <laughs> the the play, yeah. I can't remember, was it to Je uh, Jefferson or, or uh, to the other one, where it was the outside play. And he, yeah, yeah, and he caught it, and all he had to do was shove him out of bounds, and he couldn't even do that. That, yeah. that That's got to tighten up. But Cheetah, and this is one thing I'll give Lou credit for. Cheetah Bay was shadowing Justin Jefferson. He followed him. That's not a yep. Bengals defense. We use our corners used to stay on on their side. He followed him around. I think he did pretty yep. good against it. Uh, Jeff, Jeff, Justin Jefferson didn't have much of a game against the Bengals. No, I, absolutely. And the thing is, it's with my thing is with with Eli Apple is he's not a starting cornerback. He's not. That's just who he is. Uh, we we and, didn't you know, sign there him to start either. That's the thing. Right. We right. Yeah. We didn't sign him to start. We signed him to be a backup. Now he's put into a position where he has to start. Now he's got to step up in terms of scheme fit. He's got to step up in terms of technique. But there is going to be a significant talent gap. Now now the pressure is going to be put on Lou Anarumo. Can Lou put Eli Apple in a position to succeed to a point that the Bengals could win the game or they could can, they can be a pretty stellar defense with Eli Apple out on the field? I think – I think on Sunday they did just that. I, I and I think that two of the Vikings scores were because the Bengals were in a bad field position and they were in a bad spot. Right. But I, I I think they did that. I think Eli Apple is. I think it's just there is a talent gap between him and everybody else. It is what it is. So now the pressure's on Lou and Lou Anarumo. Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't mind. See, I, I know Darius Phillips did a, a lot of punt returning, which I, I'm all for, and he, he did a lot of uh, yeah. different stuff on the defense. I wouldn't mind if Eli Apple shows again putting Darius Phillips out there. Let, let's see what he he can do because he that's it. He can make plays, you know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And one of the things that I think that they can use to help Eli Apple is to keep him fresh. So you keep that rotation of Eli Apple, then mm -hmm. you go Darius Phillips, then back, and then back, and then back, and then. You know, I mean, then you talk about, like, can they get into a rhythm? But 
that's one way that Eli Apple can get a leg up on everybody else is keeping him fresh. Exactly. So, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. No, go ahead. So I, it just goes back to it's just going to fall on the defensive staff and the coaching staff to figure that out. Yeah, exactly. And uh, let's see here. And this is another good point. Marvin Harris says we have it. weapons we haven't even used yet. A lot. Chris Evans, Uzama, oh, excuse me, Ooh! Uzama, etc. Love the depth. I hope they keep everyone rotating, keep keeping the opportunity on our opponents on their toes and our team healthy. Yeah, and that and that's the mm-hmm. I don't even like. I don't remember. Yep. Chris, did Chris Evans even see the field? I don't even remember seeing him out there, to be honest. If he did, he didn't touch the ball. And uh, I love that. I love that comment and hundred uh, percent right. Yeah. And you know, even though CJ Uzama caught that one catch at the very, very end, I mean, we really didn't use him that yeah. much in terms of like a scoring drive or, you know, a big play besides the last one. And, yeah. you know, we do have a lot of, lot of weapons. And I think this offense is a lot scarier than a lot of people are giving him credit for. Yeah, and that's that's the and I got the stats from yesterday's game here. I mean, Joe Burrow was uh, twenty of twenty seven, two TDs, zero INTs, two hundred sixty yards, and nine point seven yards per attempt. Joe Mixon twenty nine attempts, one hundred twenty seven yards. Four, this is what's good: four point four yards. If you average damn near five yards, it's four point four. It's pretty close to five. Four point four yards a, a run in the AFC North. You're going to win some games. That's going to get it done. You're going to score 30 points. I mean, you are. If, if you're running yeah. your normal running back at the average. And then man, I got the Jamar Chase, five receptions, 101. <laughs> average 20.2 yards as long as it's 50 yards. We haven't even talked. I mean, T. Higgins, he went, he was out of the game a lot because he was suffering from a dehydration. He got yeah. a touchdown pass. Whether or not he did do a lot, Boyd did some stuff. But, I mean, those guys we yeah. still – we could get more out of Chris Evans. We get more out. Of. There's a lot more to this offense, and that's what yeah. I have been telling everybody when we drafted Chase and everything. I was like, we could. And Joe Goodberry even says it too. We can average 30 points a game. We you average 30 points a game. The defense is only got to keep them to 25 points. <laughs> We're gonna win. Yeah, you know, yeah. 25, 27 yeah. points. We're gonna win. Mm-hmm. Right, 100. percent And I, I go back to. One game in my in my life that sticks in my head. Who day, Stuart? It sticks in my head like nobody's business. We played the Steelers. I forget what year. By the way, Bengals. Josh, hold on a second. You, you, ahead, keep, you, keep, you keep cussing on my show. You got to call them the squealers. <laughs> well, that's true. Oh, I apologize. Oh, you're right. The, 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 oh, the, sorry, the yins. The yins as it is. Yeah, is that all right? Is the yins okay? That works. Uh, so we're playing the yins. And the Steelers had zero touchdowns, all field goals, and they won the game. Now, I and, and that just sticks in my head because that is just AFC North football. Mm-hmm. And then you break out the stats. If we can average those points, and now we have a kicker that can make a 57-yarder, can make a 53-yarder, can make a 33-yarder in overtime to win the game. <laughs> more games in the AFC North. I've seen 22 years of AFC North football in my life. I know what wins in the AFC North. That's going to do it. Absolutely. And and, and that's that's the thing is like I, I, the funny thing is like I'm on I'm an old guy and I'm on, I'm on TikTok and I I would do these silly videos. Nice. And I did Jamar Chase's first TikTok, catch, you know, nice. against Washington. He you know had a little yeah. screen pass or run out and and I tweeted it or not tweeted but I put it on TikTok and I said AFC North are you scared yet? And this, these Browns fans started coming after me. I was like, I wish I'm not, I'm not going to sit there and argue with someone on TikTok. It was freaking TikTok. But right. I thought it was funny. So I tweeted 
the touchdown or not tweeted, put on TikTok the touchdown on TikTok. Nobody's saying crap now. I said, Are you scared? No. I told you. I told you they're not saying crap now to me. <laughs> Fair hey, that skull chant got pretty damn silent when we scored that first touchdown. Then it got really silent when we scored that second touchdown. I, hey, I like, it, I like, it went. I liked our version better. Who day? Who day? Who day? I got my first threat of uh, the stripe squad era uh, on the Viking during the Vikings or during the game. Oh we yeah, just scored that long ball to the Jamar Chase. And I was holding the, the make noise sign up. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I was going nuts and, you know, making fun of the skull chant, of course. Right, right. And then I turn around and uh, I was like, I was like, I don't hear that skull chant anymore. And then, uh, and then, oh, I love you too, Stuart. Who day? And then a Vikings uh, <laughs> fan turned around and he said, All right, I'll come find you after the game. And I was like, All right. Uh, we went to another section. My, my boss said, You're going to go to another right, section. Have a good day. <laughs> yeah, have a good day. Hey, have a good one, man. I'm yeah, out of yeah. here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Actually, the, I had a Vikings fan. Sit, I say sitting next to me. He's actually sitting next to my dad, and he was actually a good dude. I mean, he was drunk off his ass. Yeah, but he he oh, was a yeah. good dude. I mean, he was fine, and 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 I, I didn't. Well, it kind of helped that my dad was there. He was talking to my dad more than me, so that kind of helped a lot. Oh, now, Crown's got a, another good point for another weapon is is Tate. Oh, he, he, yeah. I, I don't even know if he saw the field. I mean, there's so many yeah. freaking weapons on this team. Yeah. Yeah, no, the crown apple kid. That's I mean, that's a great, that's a great, you know, observation. He was on the field a couple of times, but he didn't get any targets. And that is going to be a guy that on third down and in the red zone, he is going to be an absolute dog. And thank you, Tommy. I love you too. Appreciate it. Who day? But Auden Tate is going to be an absolute dog, and he's going to be a great in the red zone. And I think personally, I think they should start maybe working him in a little bit at tight end, maybe hiding him behind CJ. He's just so big, and he's got those freaking vice grip for hands. And he can just reach in and just pull it. And, and man, he's just so much stronger than everybody else. So I, I, I just so many weapons. So many yeah, weapons. It's so ridiculous. That media keep sleeping. Yeah, it, let, let him keep sleeping. And, and let him keep sleeping. The, the, the thing is, is. We're we're going to Chicago here, and I was and one of my buddies at work is a Bears fan, and I said to him, I said your defense didn't look that good. He goes, Ah, we'll be all right against you. I'm like, Are you sure? <laughs> I'm like, Okay, are you sure about that? Yeah, you sure? I mean, I know we're yeah. not we're not up there with the Rams, you know, per se right now, but we'll see. I mean, yeah. I I don't I'm just, not one. Yeah. I, I I like talking crap, but I when I. Uh, I'm, I, it's a road game, so that's where I'm kind of like it, yeah. it's a road game in the NFL. It's going to be tough. I think yeah. they can pull it out, though. I really do. Oh yeah, well, um, yeah. I, I I think not only is it not only is it likely. I, I think personally, if for people in the five one three and people around that seventy one, you know, highway. I think not only is it likely, I I give the Bengals a fifty five percent chance to win. I think they're I think they are going to win at Chicago. I think Chicago, I don't think they trust Justin Fields enough to put him out on the field because personally, I think if they did, they would he would already be out there. I don't think they're trying to ease him in. I don't think because that kind of that kind of football is done. You know what I mean? So I think I think they don't like Justin Fields. I don't think they know what they're doing. I think their defense isn't that great besides Khalil Mack. And this Bengals team just went out and diced up a Mike Zimmer defense on the first yeah. week. I'm on glad the you, first week of yes. the NFL season. Yes, I'm glad you brought that up because that's one of the points that you were you were talking about. I wanted to bring that up. 
that that's the thing yeah. too is is the Bears and Vikings I think are very similar teams. They're a, a defense first, run the ball first, and let their yeah. their quarterback not mess up. And the Vikings, it's yeah. a it's a Mike Zimmer it's a Mike Zimmer defense. So so yes, we gave him five sacks, dude. You know the stuff he's dialing up, and and Joe Burrow as a second year quarterback, he's got to figure this out. I mean. That's a legit defense. That's a top ten defense that we just oh. scored what twenty seven points on. So yeah, I think you we got a shot going to Chicago. Think. Yeah, I, we got a shot going to Chicago and, and definitely winning. And um, yeah, I don't know. I don't. If Andy starts, Andy starts. I, I, I almost. I'm not scared of who starts. I think we can win either no. way. I, I put. I picked it. Yeah. You know, until one of my games, I picked the win. So I think it's a win. I don't yeah. think it's going to be an easy win. Then that's that's the thing. I. I think it's going to be a lot like this past week. I don't think it's going to be an easy win. But if we start out and we get up two touchdowns and Zach who learns from his mistake and does not, if he goes for a fourth down, call a better play. Mm-hmm. And we can blow them out because we could have yeah. blown the Vikings out. I, I think it's it's yeah. going to be it's gonna be fun. I, I can't wait to get to it. I'll get to Arrow's comment here. Yeah. He said, Josh, yeah. love the stri- Stripe Squad. Y'all are killing it. Oh, By the way, I want to picture with you all. Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. 100%. Orangera is one of the nicest guys I have ever met in terms of uh, the Bengals Twitter. I see him all the time. I always, he always gives me a handshake. We always talk a little bit. We have some great people in this uh, Bengals fan base. We really do. And for all the people that are like, you know, see the Bengals fans all dressed up and stuff, go up to everybody. Oh, yeah. Everybody would love. Everybody, everybody loves it. They, they ca- go to Captain Obvious and Jess. They would love to get a picture. Go to Orange Arrow. Go to Bengals Flash. He's he's one of yeah. my really good buddies. And, and just and, and go up to Ice Man. I mean, come up to me. I, I'm wearing the Stripe Squad shirt. I'll be all over the stadium. Absolutely. I mean, it, it, and that's the cool thing is is all the the hype that's going on uh, with this team. And and, that, and I'll I'll put this out there again real quick because for people who did not see it, this is what. It's not. This isn't my idea, you know. It, it's multiple yeah. Bengals Twitter fans have had this idea, but and I made the shirt, you know, put the cans in the hall. I wore that uh, Sunday. I, I'm gonna wear it again to, to the next uh, home game against Jacksonville. I want to fill the stadium yeah. up, and, and, and I'm kind of just. I'll be honest. I'm kind of disappointed that it's not sold out yet. I mean, let, let's yeah. be honest here. We all wanted a Ring of Honor. We all wanted them to. Honor our 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 Super Bowl teams, our legends. This is what mm-hmm. they're doing. Why is this game not sold out? And if you're going to the game, wear 13, wear 14, wear something, wear a sign, or you have a sign say, "Put the Kens in." You know, yeah. we need to let the National Football Hall of Fame know and, and stay on them that these two need to be in the Hall of Fame. And so that's why I want everybody yeah. to get there and try to wear 13 or 14 to the uh, uh, Ring of Honor game. And we, we just gotta get that out there. I mean, we can't stop. We can't stop putting that out there because we yeah. we got them. We gotta get Willie in. That's the next one. Willie Anderson has got to go in. It is an actual travesty that Ken Riley is not in. Ken Anderson isn't in, and Willie Anderson isn't in. It is a legitimate actual travesty. Now, number one, I, Captain is awesome. Yeah, number one, they I. For the longest time, the excuse was the front office isn't putting a good enough product on the field. Well, now they are – who day, by the way, Marvin? But now they are. They've spent money. 
twice, two years in a row, they remade the defense. They have a franchise quarterback. They have a franchise running back. They got a franchise kicker. Hey, yeah, we do. And, yeah, and we they, do. There is no reason why the Bengals should not be selling out these games. It is not the front office's fault. It is on us as fans now. It is our job now to fill out that stadium. It is our job to have these players say, you know what? This is a type of culture. This is a city. This is a type of team I want to be a part of. I get it. Paul Brown Stadium isn't, you know, the most incredible, but you know what? It's ours. It's ours. It's still called Paul Brown Stadium. We, I think it's only us and Lambeau Field are the only ones that still don't have the still have the naming rights. Yep. It is still ours. We got to treasure it. And now the front office has put on a plenty good uh a plenty good product on the field. It's on us as fans to get out there, and it's on us to show the Nash, or the Football Hall of Fame that both Ken's and Willie and a lot more people or a lot more uh, players from our team deserve to be in. Exactly. And I, I just like to try to put it out because I know everybody's like, well, you know, I can sit in my basement on a big screen TV. I got my own beer and all this stuff, and I can watch a game there. There's nothing like being in the stadium. I'm no. and I'm not trying to overhype this. And I'm being this is the God's honest truth. I had so much damn fun Sunday. I was hot. Amazing. Awesome. <laughs> I was wore out awesome. when I got done. But it was so much fun. It was so loud there. And and that, that's the thing. If you guys remember, remember what Zach Taylor said. Remember what Joe Burrow said, what Joe Mixon said of how us fans that were there affected the game, affected the Vikings yeah. on the false start, yeah. affected the players and how it got them hyped up. Yeah. Well, yeah, 100%. The first drive of the game, the Vikings had two false starts, and that yep. led to them, you know, kicking, uh, punting the ball. I'm pretty sure they went three and out. And I'll tell you this right now, the Stripe squad is going to take full responsibility for uh, start getting those false starts and getting the crowd up. <laughs> that was all us. I was just saying. But, yeah, the stadium – Demondre, absolutely, one hundred percent. The stadium was alive. It was so loud, and it affect it affected the game greatly. It affected the game, it, and it does. And that in a game like that, when you're playing a team like Minnesota, guess what's going to happen? You're you get the fans out there. It's going to affect the game, and it's going to lead to a W. It is exactly now. It is cool. To great. You, you you said this before the show even started. I'm, gr- I'm glad you said it again. But I did not see this. Did he said? Did you guys see PFFs? Seth's tweet about Joe Burrow. I have not seen it. Have you seen it? I haven't yet. So, I have not. I have yeah, not. So, oh, I'm well, going to look it up now. Yeah, if you could text it or, or yeah, if you could look it up, because I, I have no idea what they said. I'm hoping it's a good thing, but I kind of doubt. I kind of doubt it, to be honest. Yeah, yeah it's never It's never good. Uh, let's see here. Chris says, I love I love the direction that the fran- franchise and the fan base is heading. Who day? Exactly. And that's, that's like, who day? don't be a part of it. Who day, Chris? Like, who day? Come be a part of it. it it's fun. It, like I said, yes. when Chase got that touchdown, I was hugging people. Me and Arrow were hugging. The guys that yeah. was hugging. I mean, it was <laughs> – I had – I'm not kidding. Yeah. At the end of the game, I had a guy walk up uh, or walk down the stairs, and, and I got up to leave, and he just kind of looked at me. And, and we just stared at him. It was like, come here. Well, I don't even know who the guy was, but just gave yeah. him a big old hug. Yeah. It was awesome. Hugging everybody. Yeah. yeah it's all, Okay. I So I just I just saw the tweet. And okay. I'm just going to spend a little bit of time on it. Hey, uh, right back it. at you, Jeff. I just saw it. Um, or, so it doesn't bode well for the Bengals that Burrow played his worst game in two years and they still won. Or is Burrow bad now? My heart won't be able to handle the latter. I will say this. If Joe <laughs> Burrow's worst game 
is 21 for 27, a W and 200, I believe, 61 yards. We are in phenomenal hands. If that's, a bad, if that's his worst game, there it we is. are doing phenomenal. 20 for 27, 261, two touchdowns, and a W. We're all okay. right. So, I think if that's so his worst this, game, we're good. This, this is what cracks me up. They complain that we threw the ball too much last year. So we didn't throw the ball as much this game. Now they're complaining. Well, he's only 20 for 27 for 261. Are you kidding me? Get, what do you want him to do? What do you want him to do? He he commanded the I, – I, I can't do it. I, I can't do it with him. I, I, can't, I can't do it with him anymore. And you know what? I'm not going to lie. PFF, I did apply for them, and they did not give me the job. So maybe after seeing some of these tweets – and maybe I made the maybe it was the right call because uh, I don't know what the hell that was. His worst, I don't, I, his worst. Okay, right. worst. His worst. Uh, game. Right. But, Let's see. I have a question. Did 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 he or did he not just come back from a, a torn ACL and a torn MCL and come back for the very first game? I mean, did that just happen? You know, and, and I think so. And a lot of national media oh, yeah, said he wasn't so. going to do that, but that's. His worst game after it's his first game he's played in what 19 months or however long it was. I, I think it was in November. I'm, I'm not very good at math. So, yeah, I, I'll take it. That's his worst game. I'll take it because <laughs> we're doing great. Better. We're, we're doing great, man. If that's fine. his worst game that we're going to see, we're doing great. We're doing awesome. <laughs> oh, my God. And I agree with Rob here. He said, he said, Burrow's a top five quarterback. I, I, that, I agree. I've been saying that. This mm-hmm. whole time, and that's why you know when I first when the schedule first came out, and I, I made my predictions. And I usually kind of look at it. And I just make my predictions, and whatever I predict is what I predict. I stick with it. I said eleven right. five, and people were, were going nuts. I put it on Twitter like eleven five. Right? You you really got that orange Kool Aid? I said no, nah, man. I got the orange sunglasses on. So you know, it's just Ooh. like <laughs> put them on here. Without knocking that's my solid. ball heads over. Put them on. Put them on. But, uh, yes. Put them on. The Bengals. Are here. You here. should be scared because be if terrified. that's Joe Burrow's worst game. <laughs> oh, we got something for you. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be real good. Oh, feels good to be alive, doesn't it, Ice Man? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Oh my goodness. All right, man. It's about six thirty. I think we're gonna roll on out of here. Tell everybody about your podcast, where to follow you, all that stuff there, Josh. Awesome. Hey, guys, thank you so much for listening. The comments were great. Love to hear from you. You can listen to me, the Back Row Bengals Cincinnati, the Back Row Cincinnati Bengals podcast. I can't even think of my own podcast. Back Row Bengals, <laughs> Back Row Cincinnati Bengals sports podcast. I uh, find it pretty much everywhere that you can uh, find podcasts. The Apple podcast is a little odd. I tweet it out every time. You can follow me at Back Row Bengals. Go check out my blogs uh, on uh, www.backrowbengalsblog.com. Dot com. I think that's what it is. And then I work for the Stripe Squad, which is basically a fan engagement group that the Bengals just started. Uh, I'll be wearing the orange shirts. I'll be there at every single home game. Please come up, talk to me. Give me a give me a shout. Give me a hug. Give me you know give me a high five. Talk to me. I love it. I love it. So it was great to talk to everybody. Thank you guys so much. And uh, yeah, I'm gonna go uh, walk my dog. That's a joke. I'm gonna go do. <laughs> All right, Josh, man. We'll definitely have to do this again sometime. This is a lot of fun. And I oh will yeah, definitely- man. We- 
I was going to say, yeah, definitely. When the Bearcats start, you know, getting deep into the season and then basketball starts and then Big 12 starts, let's roll it, run it back. Run it back, Iceman, run it back. <laughs> I have to I have to hit you up if I get get to the uh, the Bearcat uh, tailgate. Hopefully, hopefully I'll get to go to another game here this year and I'll, I'll uh, get tickets sooner so I can uh, go go uh, roam around the, uh, the, the gridiron there, as they call it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. We're over at Sigma Sigma Plot 61. My mom makes a hell of a Skyline Chili. You got oh, oh, to get shit. down there. You got to be sold. Skyline Chili, I'm there, yeah, brother. That's all, that's all you need. And then uh, well, what, one more thing. Uh, the Back Row Bengals po- podcast just reached 1,000 followers on Twitter Woo! last night. Yay! Thank you guys so much. So here's to the next 1,000. So let's exactly. do it again. All right. Iceman, I'll let you go. Thank you all so right, much, man. Who did, Josh? Hey. All right, that was cool. I hope you guys enjoyed that. Josh brought a lot of energy, a lot of fun. And go check him out. Uh, check out his podcast. Check out him at the Stri- Stripe Squad at every Bengals home game. Got to get a drink of water. He talked for an hour. Get a little thirsty. Uh, let me get to the Facebook groups that let me live stream, and I appreciate every single one of this. Single one of them, I should say. Hootay Nation, Bengals Nation, Hootay Legion, Legion, Cincinnati Reds, Ryan Third heading for home. Bearcat Country. Ohio State Bucknuts. The Ice Bar. And then you can follow me on all my social media platforms, all under Sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. TikTok is at Iceman90. Twitter handle is at Jeff A. Trenopal. And actually, I am at 1,000 followers on every platform except TikTok now. So that is <laughs> that is awesome. I, I cannot believe 1,000 people. Over a thousand people follow me on all those, like I said, except TikTok. Um, I'll be pulling up the sound later on tonight, putting it up on the podcast. So if you missed any of it and you don't want to sit there and watch it, just want to listen to it while you're working out or at work, in the car, whatever, check it out. It's on BeanPod, Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, pretty much wherever you get your podcasts. I am there. Make sure you like it, rate it, download it. Review it. Give me a five-star review. Make a comment so more Cincinnati fans, Bengal fans, Bearcat fans can find the podcast. I would greatly appreciate it. YouTubers, 1,362 subscribers. That is awesome. I appreciate every single one of you guys. Like I always say, if it wasn't for the first one, I wouldn't have 1,362. So I appreciate all the support you guys have given me. This was a fun show. man. This has been a fun couple days here. I can't wait till tomorrow. And uh, as Brian Pillman likes to say, remember one thing and one thing only. Also, Jeremy Dimebag Dean always says this too. And that is... From the streets of Cincinnati, welcome to the jungle! You don't live in Cleveland. You live in Cincinnati, so act like it. And Joe Burrow's got some comments. I thought he was dropping everything. That's weird. I thought Jamar was dropping everything too. Oh, wait, he wasn't. He was destroying you. <laughs> oh my goodness. This is going to be such a fun, fun year. And other than that, that's just sports, baby. See ya! Let's go.
Bitch in the day, black in the night Stripes in our veins, sparks gonna fly The beast is awake, orange, black and white Cause when the jungle come alive Who day we ignite in us Cincinnati, we gon' rise in us In the jungle, we unite in us Drippin' orange and black and white Who day when we fight, live and die in these stripes Wake up the feast, every damn day is a feast Time to bust it off the leash In the jungle, drippin' heat Tigers strike the city streets East side, stand up West side, stand up If you weapon who Cincinnati jungle fitted, who they in our house, we win it. Orange and black and white, we build it. Earn our stripes, you know we kill it. Bleed our colors, jungle dripping. Nasty natty, yeah, we live it. Lit the crowd, get the city loud. Yeah, we feasting now. Fit the bounce, make the city howl. Now we beastin' now. Thunder through the tunnel, from the sideline to the huddle. Stripes, we tatted on the jungle. When we flex that, who they muscle on? Stripes! Cincinnati, we gon' rise in the In the jungle, we Go, go.